You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. emotion and adversity and a pretty good team in the Patriots who are trying to make the playoffs themselves to win 35-23 and now my Buffalo Blues. Hello everybody. Happy Victory Monday. And I had a lot of like football work to compile. And part of me is glad this the season part of things is over and the playoffs are here. Uh, I felt like I was ready for playoffs probably a month ago, but with the season getting that extra week extended and then everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin over the course of the last week, it really felt like a much longer season this time around than last year. And I mean, there's no secret that this was a very emotionally charged game Uh, there's no secret that it was a hard week of preparation but also it was great to see that uh, Hamlin has improved so much I heard that he is in fact on the way home to Buffalo today so that's fantastic news It's going to be a nice reunion to get him back with the team. And, you know, I think that's that's all I really wanted. I mean, the Bills are going to be in the playoffs, win or lose, against the Patriots. Like I said, the seeding never mattered to me. I just wanted them in the playoffs and playing good football at the end of the year. And they're doing that. I think they closed the season out with, what, six, seven straight wins? Um, Something like that. Let me look. Might as well just look. This is the kind of info that I should have uh, beforehand. But yes, they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row to close out the year. Playing their best football at the end of the season. Maybe, maybe not. But winning, uh, winning different varieties of games, uh, different styles of games in different conditions. So i think they're playing pretty damn good football uh i think we just got used to them like blowing out some good teams earlier on in the season and that kind of set the bar for like what they look like when they're firing on all levels but you got to remember like in the very first game of the year they beat the rams 31 10 and they turned the ball over four times so that was a combination of them being ready to go after last season and the rams also you know at the end of the season that win didn't age as well Uh, at the time neither did the titans win so quality of competition is important and as the bills went down the stretch you know they had to play uh, a browns team that was still in the hunt a lions team that was in the hunt patriots are in the hunt jets are in the hunt dolphins are in the hunt then they got kind of like a reprieve against the bears and then a hard reset on the whole season uh very emotional hurdle to overcome heading into this week 18 matchup against the Patriots but the Patriots are playing with their playoff hopes on the line so they didn't come to mess around and 
even after the opening kickoff where Hines returned it for a touchdown and like you could tell that this is a team that wanted to play who had energy who needed that to happen needed some spark to like let everybody in the stadium and everybody on the sidelines know that it's going to be okay um and so that set the tone early on but like the Patriots didn't go away and I know there was a lot of like chatter and a little you know maybe backsliding on what people thought of this game and like I want to say that the, the Patriots are a good team like they're they're not uh, an elite level team they're obviously not a playoff team but they're right on the border with a bunch of other teams that are pretty good football teams that just have some things to work out but the Patriots have a good defense and they showed that and I'm gonna get into a little bit of the the drive data that I started putting together because I enjoy doing it like a weirdo um, but you know after the bills initially got the kickoff return they're up seven nothing so it was kind of easy for them well easy start best possible start you could have asked for and then they come out and they throw the ball four straight times and they punt on five plays and so I mean this isn't completely unfamiliar uh, this is kind of like Buffalo Bills 101 right here is come out throw the ball a lot early in the game and just like see if you can get it clicking and if that works then you're gonna dominate the way that you dominated some of these teams earlier in the season so they always try to establish that it seems on the first drive it seems like the first play of the game is almost always a, a short throw to just like get things going but you know they punted on five plays and they only had the ball for a couple of minutes uh they didn't run the ball once and Allen took a, a sack that lost 13 yards to end that drive so I mean, this is always my concern when they throw the ball a lot is that they open the door to um, sacks and against a New England team that actually surprisingly is good at get, getting after the quarterback that actually is very highly ranked in pressures uh, where that's not an area where they're normally good. Um, they were able to bring that and I don't have the numbers on like how many hurries uh, they had in this game total, but I can look at the overall kind of like defensive performance and see that they ended up with three quarterback hits. So not that many considering, uh, I mean, even the Bills had four um, and the Bills ended up with a sack on the Patriots ended up with two. And one of them was here on this uh, early possession for them. And the, uh, the Patriots would score after the Bills gave him the ball back and so all of a sudden it was a game a lot of people thought the Patriots were going to get you know just smashed because the Bills were playing with that kind of like emotionally charged energy that was gonna you know allow them to run through a wall and for the most part like they did play well at Buffalo um but New England showed up New England wasn't going to lay down and just let the Bills win this game and so the Bills had to respond and it was their their second official drive of the game because the first touchdown didn't come on a drive so their first official drive of the game uh they look like the bills team that we expect they ran the ball four times they only got nine yards out of it but like they had balance they ran the ball on first down three times and they ended up scoring a touchdown and this was the the four yarder to Knox to put them up 14-7 
but it was a 13 play drive that went six and a half minutes and Allen was five of eight for 64 yards passing with the touchdown and he added on a scramble for a couple of yards and you know I talk a lot about how the Bills use their run game and so even though they only ran the ball four times for nine yards on this drive they had the ball for six and a half minutes and they ran it on first down three times and that is why because you can turn a drive into you know a six and a half minute drive I think they had let's see they had nine drives uh, at almost 27 minutes so you're looking at about a three minute average and none of their only one of their drives actually in the second half made it over three minutes because they they like to strike quick and when they have the kind of speed and the arm talent that Allen has like I don't blame them for that but the value of six and a half minute drives shouldn't be overstated um it allows the Bills to control the game in a way that a lot of other teams want to do to them. So if they can have one of those drives in each half, I think it benefits them greatly. I think you see the success that they can have on these drives in situations like this where they can go 13 plays and let's see, they had what, nine rushing yards, 64 passing yards that's 73 plus a couple of scrambles so they went 75 yards six and a half minutes take the lead 14-7 and then they're able to get the ball back again and the next drive six plays punt so they're still just hanging on 14-7 they ran the ball five times for six excuse me they ran the ball one time for five yards on that ensuing drive after their touchdown drive. They threw it four times, connected on three of those for 12 yards. Allen got sacked again on that one, and the drive falls apart. And it's, I mean, it's actually surprising that it made it to a three and a half minute drive there. They didn't run the ball in first down once. Um, and they they're playing with the lead here. So it's just like little stuff like that. It's not like it's horrible. Um, the Bills obviously won. They played well. Even in a day where they did uh, struggle against a pretty good New England defense, um, you know, Allen still had 250-plus uh, all-purpose yards, total offense yards. Um, he still had three passing touchdowns. You know, he made it count when he was supposed to, and I'll get into that when I when I finish going through all the drives, but... Uh, anyway, the Bills punted, three-and-a-half-minute drive, didn't get much out of it. Um, they just came out, a bunch of short passes, took the sack. New England ends up tying the game at 14. And then so the Bills, I think, aware of what was happening, like they wanted to put a good drive together. So once again, they go 11 plays, run the ball on first down twice, end up with five carries for 38 yards on the drive. They run the ball really well on this drive. Allen scrambled twice for 13. And they mix in some passes, and he was only one of four, but they still drove all the way down to, I think, uh, the 20 when uh, the interception got thrown. So you see that when they run the ball effectively, uh, or at least just mix up the play calling effectively, it really keeps defenses off balance because you have to respect that Allen's going to run. You have to respect that Cook 
can break one. You have to respect that Singletary can get a couple of yards. And even though, you know, these guys get stopped for losses every now and then and it looks bad, the overall effect of the run game is 100% a positive. And they were at the 15, actually, when they got to third and 10 and uh, Allen got hit as he threw and threw the interception. And... You know, it was a ball that was like heading to the end zone or to the goal line when they only needed 10 yards to get the first down. They tried to get it on first and second down, but once they got into the red zone, they didn't run the ball once. And this has been, excuse me, my vet is calling and I need to talk to them. Where was I? I think it was red zone interceptions. Uh, unfortunately, that's something the Bills have done a lot of this year. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Allen leads the league in red zone interceptions with five. Um, and that just tells you that the Bills are aggressive throwing the ball in the red zone. I think there was, what, like three games in a row where it kind of like happened in the same scenario repeatedly. This, he was getting hit. So, I mean, it's like he made the same mistake three times. This one was kind of like, you know, he's he's going for it and he gets hit throwing and whatever. It happens. Interceptions happen in football. He did throw a lot this season, but also at the end of the day... I mean, he scores a lot of touchdowns, too, so I know that people, at least um, people who are especially critical of him, want to say that he's got X amount of interceptions, therefore, like, he's not good, right? So just look at this game as a good example of why that's stupid. Um, yeah, he did have the red zone pick. Was it a, a great play by the defense? kind of like they got to, they got low on him and kind of like forced uh the throw to sail a little bit uh so credit to the defense for getting there and getting pressure um was it a bad decision no i wouldn't say that's a bad decision there's definitely uh probably at least three of them that came in the red zone this year that were on bad decisions and i think it's just uh surprising because if i am not mistaken going into this year he didn't have any red zone interceptions um so it just says that like the bills are looking to throw the ball a little bit more in the red zone rather than have him running in touchdowns which is fine you know you don't want him doing that but uh he finished the season with uh what 15 picks 14 not bad you have 14 interceptions on the season that's not bad at all um and let me double check that. Yeah, 35 touchdowns, 14 picks. So better than a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. I've got no issues with that. Two to one in the NFL is good. I think just when Aaron Rodgers is out here having 48 touchdowns and three picks, having like a ridiculously good season that is really unmatchable. The vast majority of guys, like if you're gonna throw the ball, mistakes are gonna happen. Um, and a lot of these guys are a lot more aggressive than Rodgers in the kind of uh, balls that they want to throw into tight windows. But, I mean, if you look at, let's just say, Allen's last three years. He went 37-10, and 36-15, and 35-14. and 14. So, realistically, in the same neighborhood each of the last three seasons, plus 4,000 yards passing in each of the last three seasons... Um, and he did this, like, with a borderline uh, tendon tear in his elbow. So, realistically, he played, what, six weeks 
um, when, since that first Jets game where he was like actively rehabbing the elbow and he's finally starting to look like the Josh Allen that everybody says is so special you know that people really look at and I think the biggest difference between this season and last season is that last season the Bills at least Allen threw 646 attempts in 17 games and this season he only threw 567 so even if he played another game and threw 50 passes he still wouldn't reach the mark that they were at last year and he wasn't off by yardage that much he was off by 130 yards or so and he only had one fewer touchdown played a game less like if he played that other game and never got hurt he probably has more touchdowns um and you saw some of the throws in this game that he made to uh davis and or excuse me to Diggs and to uh smoke brown like those were great throws those were fantastic throws um exactly where they had to be and you know i was watching the the replay of the Diggs throw and like he catches the ball basically in the end zone um but allen releases the ball when Diggs is at the 31 so like the timing the precision like everything required to to make that happen is incredible um the reason i brought this all up is because i want to circle back to this one thing so let's look at their uh that touchdown drive in the first half um he was five of eight for 64 yards scrambled once balanced a little bit of runs in there has the touchdown to Knox. uh their touchdown drive on the second full possession of the second half he goes three for five 79 yards uh they run the ball only a couple of times but they score in seven plays on that uh touchdown to smoke then the following possession they start at their own 40 he goes three for three for 73 yards ends up with uh only a couple carries no one carry for two yards finds the touchdown to Diggs. So if you just look at their touchdown drives alone, that's what, 11 of 16 passing for, I'm going to ballpark it, that's 152, I guess I'm not going to ballpark it, that's 216, 216 yards, three touchdowns on 11 of 16 passing on their touchdown drives. So that's pretty damn efficient. And not every drive is going to go like that, and especially against a team that's got a really good defense in New England. But, you know, like the idea that he is playing like subpar football, uh, like it's it's weird. You know, they do have some of those drives where they come out and they just they throw a bunch and they go like clunk, you know, and they just can't really get it clicking. And when the first one doesn't land, they're they're playing behind down a distance and that doesn't work so well for them, which is why I want them to run the ball because when they end up in second and 10 I just like those are the situations where they end up uh having to punt a lot so <clears throat> anyway looking at those drives in the second half you know it was tied 14 14 uh coming out of the half and New England went up first and made it 17 14 and you know you're kind of starting to wonder like did the the preparation week not go so well like is the emotion too big too much like do the bills don't really need this game like are they gonna go out there and like just continue to fight for it in a game where like they're not losing in the second half but they didn't they didn't lie down i mean they faced so much adversity this season i think it speaks for itself when 
they end up in these situations. Uh, and it's good to see them in a, in a game where they uh, lost a fumble early in the second half where they could have been uh, driving as well to score on that drive. But, you know, they started at their own two, so they were kind of stuck into running the ball, Singletary fumbled, and, you know, they held to a good defensive stand, get the field goal, to down 17-14, whatever. But on the ensuing kickoff, Naheem Hines uh, reminded everybody why the Bills made that trade for him yet again as he returned his second touchdown of the day to put the Bills up 21-17. And then the Bills' defense did what they get paid to do as well and got the ball back for the Bills. Then they go up 28-17. They're up 11 at that point. Um, And that's when the game is kind of out of reach in the fourth quarter and they kind of ended up in a similar situation where they they like took a knee with like two minutes left and new england really couldn't do anything about it new england's down 12 at that point um so (laughs) they just had to accept it just like they did last time uh but both of those drives that they scored touchdowns on um were pretty short you know three minutes and two minutes 45 seconds uh this was only a couple of rushes on each of those, but they didn't run that many plays in general. I think they threw it five times on one, three times on the other, and they ran a couple of times on each. So, like, the balance was reasonable there. Um, but you look at the uh, the ability of the Bills to push the ball down the field when they get the looks that they like, and, like, that's the Bills at their scariest like if John Brown can play like that and stretch a defense and you maybe move Gabe inside or you know you can get Docs under uh excuse me not Docs Dawson Knox underneath um that makes things very difficult to defend and you know they're not going to see too many teams with a defense like New England in the playoffs uh especially that have kind of like the the secondary schemes and the combination of pressure so they're going to be playing Miami, who they've played a couple times already, and they know they can score on Miami. So the the pressure is going to be on Miami to have to put points on the board, and I don't know what they're going to do with Tua. If they're going to try and force him back out there in that game, but I mean, if he gets hurt again and has a head injury like in that game again, like my God, it's going to be so horrible to watch that. So look, I get Miami wants to win. They're probably going to pull out all the stops, but just you got Teddy Bridgewater for a reason he's a winning quarterback give him a crack at it um do what you got to do to protect the guy that you're gonna say is your franchise quarterback but anyway something else I wanted to talk about because I mentioned the defense a little bit and uh the Bills defense is good the Bills might have the best defense um in the playoffs right now So that's something to look forward to if you're a Bills fan. And one of the things in the box score that I wanted to look at to point out how this defense plays is like you look at how their playmakers played. Like Edmonds had seven, Johnson had eight, Milano had eight, Poyer had nine. And if you look at Poyer, seven of his tackles were solo tackles. Milano had seven solo tackles. Taron Johnson had six of his eight, and Edmonds had six of his seven were solo tackles. Gregory Rousseau had another really good day came up with a tackle for a loss a sack 
Uh, I think, they, what did I say, they had three quarterback hits. Let me see if I can expand this to see passes defended. Um, Milano had two passes defend, defended. Edmonds had one. Uh, that Well, he had three total, but he had one where he was running to cover the running back in the flat, and like he saw the pass going to the route behind him, and he, so he kind of like threw up his hand behind him while still running towards the sideline, deflected it. It was great. Um, Johnson had one. Trey had one, but also had, uh, what do you have, one interception, two interceptions? He had one. Uh, Milano had one. White had one. Edmonds had one. So they all got in on the act. And I think when you look at like quarterback hits, there weren't that many, but you see that Edmonds had one, uh, Epinesa had one. So the Bills, the Bills' pass pressure is there even without Von Miller. Like they obviously would like to have Von Miller, and I would like to have him as well. But the defense is capable. Uh, they didn't get the kind of tackling from the safety position out of Marlowe, but you know Poyer stepped up and. Even though the Patriots ran the ball with some success, like as a team, they ran 23 times for 107 yards. And Harris and Steven, well, Stevenson had six for 54, so he was getting some chunks. And then Harris had 13 for 48. So when you when you look at how the Bills play the Patriots, they want Mac Jones to throw the ball. Like they'll they'll let you run because they don't care. Mac Jones had to throw the ball forty times in this game. He did end up throwing for two forty three and three touchdowns, but the three interceptions really did them in. Um, so it's a situation where I think the Bills are super happy to let New England run the ball. So I'm not going to look into it too much. And even so, they only gave up one hundred and four yard, uh, one hundred and seven on the ground. And five of those were to Mac Jones. So New England barely broke a hundred on them. And you know this was the first time that I think the Bills hadn't rushed for over 100 yards um it might be on the season i think i saw a stat going into either last week or the week before that they had run for 100 yards in every game on the season in some way or another you know when you think of the bills you don't think of them as a good rushing team but i think they're top 10 for sure and they might even be in the top five or six you know i'll just bring it up might as well i wasn't planning on talking about this but here we are it's a season recap might as well do the whole thing uh, where are the Bills in rushing offense? They are 7th at 139 yards per game. So in terms of expected points contributed by rushing offense, they're actually 8th, which uh, is pretty good for them. Eagles, obviously, dominant, but the Eagles only run the ball for 10 yards more per game than the Bills. And a lot of that is Josh Allen, but that's okay. He wasn't particularly effective as a designed runner in this game. He had six quarterback designed runs for a yard. Um, and I think that just says New England knows what they're doing. Like, they play the Bills a lot. They know what Josh Allen wants to do. And they just mostly do their best to keep it in check and force Allen to beat them downfield. And once the matchups start clicking and he gets what he wants downfield, he's going to take them apart, and especially if they don't get pressure on him. So... They got those two sacks in the first half. Bills cleaned it up. Bills also didn't get hit with any procedural offensive line penalties. That's big. They didn't get hit with any holding penalties. Also very big. And the one penalty I think that they had in the game in general, they might have had more than a penalty, but their only offensive penalty was against James Cook, who got hit with a 15-yarder for a chop block. But the definition of that play says that it's when you go low on a player who's engaged in another block. And when you look at the replay, the guy he blocks is very clearly not engaged with another Bills 
offensive player. So it was a bad call. There's probably some calls that got missed, but that one call in particular was shit. Bullshit. So I know the naysayers want to look at some of the things in this game and say, oh, the Bills, you know, you take away their two scores uh, from Hines on kickoff returns and they didn't do well. And it's like, well, they would have had possessions on those plays. So you never know. Um, and even if you take away those 14 points, that's two possessions that they would have gotten to actually like have offensive tries. And then they had the ball at the end of the game with three minutes left. So even if you take away those 14 points and they're down by two, all they need is a game-winning field goal at the end of the game. Like, And I've said it time and time again, Like, I, of course I want the Bills to smash the Patriots and win in dominant fashion and not have to worry about it, but as long as the Bills have the football and Josh Allen's out there, I believe that they have a chance to win the football game, and I'm happy to uh, gamble on that situation every time. So... If, if we head into the playoffs and say the Bills are losing the Dolphins, but they're getting the ball back, do I think the Bills are going to win? Yes. And against any team, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Philadelphia, doesn't matter. If the Bills are within striking distance and have the ball last, I think they can win that game. Whether or not that happens remains to be seen, but I know what their offense is capable of. I know how hard they are to stop when they're clicking. And, you know, I like those odds. I'll take those odds. And looking at how the Bills played offense in this game, like, yeah, they had their low points, but overall, they had a nice, like, 37, 38% uh, run-pass ratio. That's not really a run-pass ratio, but it's about uh, 40 per almost 40% run, which is right where I like it. And it showed up. Like, you know, if you just look at... Uh, Singletary and Cook together, they ran only 16 times, but they had, what, 74 yards out of it? They're averaging more than four yards a carry. So between the two of them, like, they're running the ball very effectively, uh, and it keeps teams honest. And that's really what the Bills need to do. And it's going to be a fun playoffs, I think. I think especially if you're a Bills fan because they have the potential to go very deep into this playoff run. And, you know, if you're going to tell me that the running backs are going to have 16 carries for 70-something yards, like, in a vacuum, I'm going to tell you, like, look, that's a good game. I know that it doesn't, uh, it's not, you know, Nick Chubb running for 120 yards, but, look, if you run for 76 yards and you're averaging more than four yards a carry, like, that's good. You just need to be able to put the runs in the right situations to help you, and, if the Bills can start putting together drives like that six-and-a-half-minute drive in the first half with the touchdown to Knox, like those kind of drives are going to do wonders for them in the playoffs because every team wants to play the Bills the same and like limit their possessions. Uh, don't give them multiple opportunities to burn you. Uh, run the ball. Control the clock. Pressure Allen. Make him make mistakes. Like The, the script is going to be there for all those teams because like, nobody wants to play the Bills in a track meet either. So... If the Bills, I think, can can dictate the pace of the game by running the ball, it's going to be a lot more advantageous than them being able to just score points in a shootout. Because yeah, they can score in a shootout, but you always the faster you score, the more likely the more likely you are to end up in a situation where the other team is going to also have a possession and a shot. And we saw that last season. So 
I want to see the Bills run the ball. I, like I, They don't need to be running for 150 yards, but if they do, I will celebrate it. I'll be jumping up and down cheering, being like, yeah, run the ball all over. That's what I want. Give me motor for 100. Give me cook for 100. Let Josh just chill. Let Josh throw 200 yards but three touchdowns. That's perfectly fine with me. I don't need it. I don't need him to light it up. A game like this where he only had 253 of total offense but threw three touchdowns and threw a pick, like, yeah, Bills win. They cruise. They won by 12. Sure, they had a couple of uh, punt returns or, uh, excuse me, kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah, that helps, but it's not like their offense sucked. So just like get that out of your head. Like, if you're a Bills fan and you're just watching that game, like, thinking the Bills are bad, like, they're playing a really desperate New England team that knows them really well, that has a good defense, that has to win to get into the playoffs. Just because they didn't blow them out doesn't mean that the Bills didn't dominate. Doesn't mean that the Bills didn't uh, play well in general. Where the hell is the team box score? Not the box score, the team stats. I want to I look at these team stats. So, Bills were 7 of 12 on third down. Patriots were 4 of 13. The Bills ran less plays, only had a few fewer yards. Um, they had a, a one drive less, but they averaged more yards per play. They had more passing yards. Uh, they had more yards per pass. They had fewer interceptions. They were comparable in the run game. They were both 50% in the red zone. Um, and they both got penalized twice for exactly 20 yards. And they both had uh, three turnovers. And the Bills did not win the time of possession battle. But guess what? They still did what they had to do, and if they had two extra drives, um, they probably would have won the time of possession battle. They probably would have had more first downs because they only had two fewer total first downs. Uh, they would have likely had more plays, and they would have had two more drives. So, like, they probably would have won every category across the board had Hines not returned those two kicks for touchdowns. But don't take away special teams play. Bill Belichick's a great special teams coach, and the Bills deserve credit for being able to do that. You know, the Bills don't really return kicks for touchdowns. It's been a while, so... I mean, depending on who you talk to, they're going to say that it was divine intervention. It had been three years and three months since the Bills had last returned a kick for a touchdown, so... You know, they were amped up. They were ready to go. Hines was ready to make a splash, and he did. Um, that, I mean, that's it for the game. For the most part, uh, the Bills had a lot on their plate. They had a lot of emotional weight on their shoulders to deal with. And the fact that they could go out there and play the way they did, given the circumstances, um, I think it speaks volumes about their locker room. I think it speaks volumes about their leadership from being at the GM to Coach McDermott to Allen and the guys in the locker room. Um, I don't think this win can be overstated. It would have been very easy to come out in this game and be deflated and flat and just looking forward to the playoffs and not needing this game. You know, it would have been very easy for the Bills to do that. And the fact that they showed up and played the kind of football they did, I think just speaks immeasurable volumes 
about the kind of team that they have put together there. And my hat's off to not just the coaching staff and the ownership and the team, but the training staff too. Like those guys had to go through it. Uh, I'm glad that they got recognized during the game or excuse me, before the game for that. I'm glad that the organization and the fans and the media took the time to acknowledge the job that they did to give DeMar Hamlin his best chance at recovery and, I mean, survival, to be quite frank. So, you know, I couldn't be more proud to be a Bills fan this week. Um, I love this team. I love these players. I've been a fan for 30-something years, and I think going through all of the hardest eras of the drought years for a good portion of my adulthood has really, like, bonded me with this team. And I think if you asked a lot of Bills fans, they'd probably feel the same way. A lot of Bills fans right now were born during the drought, you know, or maybe became Bills fans during the drought. And so they've experienced nothing but the drought up until the last few years. So, you know, I just, I can't say enough. Um, I was, I was super emotional, obviously very early in the game. Um, to see that they were able to respond that way, to see them react on the sideline too. Like Hines, you know, came off the field with tears after that kickoff to open the game. You could see Coach McDermott had tears in his eyes as well. Um, Cause it was just like that moment hit and like this huge like bubble of sadness and trauma kind of like popped and it all popped for everybody in the building at the same time. And it was a beautiful thing to watch. And I'm not ashamed that it brought me to tears. Um, I'm happy that it did. I'm happy that I was able to see that moment. And the work isn't done. But the fact that the Bills are where they are right now, even after everything that's happened to that fan base, to that organization, to that city over the course of the last year, it's amazing. Um, the Bills are America's team now, so just get used to it. Um, but I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Be well. Stay safe. Go Bills. Thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way too. This show is an extension of thescheist.com, and you can contact me at info at thescheist.com or at Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills. Go Bills.